Welcome to this episode of the Left Behind Game Club. This week, we continue our Hitman series and fly all the way over to Marrakesh, Morocco, also known as Episode 3 of Hitman. If you're checking us out for the first time and you haven't done so, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes so you can get the latest episode as soon as it goes live. After a couple missions, we came to realize that we each had some unique personas when it came to playing this game. And th- this is why you're the anchor. This is why we always have you go last in these Hitman <laughs> series, because we know it's going to be magnificent. Because Mo comes with, like, you know, either amazing or, like, fine. Brute force. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just do disaster. I am a little right. squirrel yeah, with my disaster. Yeah, you just like killing people. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, ooh, sharp object. There's people in this room. They you must should, die. You should call me the screwdriver because... <laughs> Yo, that's I a managed, great nickname. I managed to drive the screw right into every we mission. We just need to change your drink of choice and you are you will be the screwdriver. Oh, boy. Um, the handcrafted killer, please walk us through what you did. You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Chicken McCourt, and today I have two friends with me. The first friend, you know him, you love him, his name is Mo Murtati. Yeah, welcome to another episode of Hitman. And my second friend is next to me in the flesh. He's wearing a great, great pink shirt. It's Michael Ruffalo. I'm excited to talk about a great game in my pink shirt. And we're going to continue to talk about an excellent game. It's Hitman, episode three. We're going to Marrakesh. We're going to Morocco, boys. We're going to Morocco. Should we take the briefing now? I think we should take the briefing. Good afternoon, 47. Your destination is Marrakesh, Morocco, where civil riots are looming. Your targets are private banker Klaus Strandberg and army general Reza Zidane, two of the conspirators in a sinister plot to overthrow Morocco's fragile government. Strandberg, a former bank CEO who stole billions of dollars worth of savings from the Moroccan people, was facing trial for investment fraud. But early this morning, a band of heavily armed mercenaries freed Strandberg from his prison transport, resulting in the death of several police officers. Strandberg now takes refuge at his native Swedish consulate, in front of which crowds of angry protesters have gathered, demanding his handover to Moroccan authorities. We believe General Zaydan orchestrated Strandberg's escape to infuriate the public and spark nationwide riots, allowing Zaydan to impose martial law. Operating out of a field HQ at a nearby abandoned school, he will no doubt use the riots to depict the Rabat government as weak and inept and persuade the general staff to support a fully-fledged military coup in the name of national security. Our client, building contractor Hamilton Lowe, who stands to lose a fortune in government contracts, has hired us to prevent the coup d'etat. To do so, you need to paralyze Zidane's rebel forces and prevent the riots from escalating further, hence the double contract. This is quite the political powder cake, 47, so be careful. The fate of a nation is at stake. I will leave you to prepare. So the fate of a nation is now in our hands. Agent 47. Boys, what did you think of uh, of Marrakesh? Were you able to save it? Were you able to prevent 
the coup d'etat? I, I don't know, but even before that, I just absolutely love the introduction that lady gives on everything. Like, welcome, Agent 47. Welcome to Marrakesh. Gets me every time. No matter what <laughs> No matter what follows after the introduction, I feel like I'm ready to go and I'm all warmed up and light and fluffy. But um, I liked it. I liked this, uh, this episode. Jacob? Uh, I, I think what I appreciate about these uh, these settings is how they have real world stuff. So like there's a market in this one, but then also there's like on the same map, there's also like political or like military installations. So the Swedish consulate with a TV studio, there's an abandoned school that's military. That's the best levels in this is when they mix like, hey, this is just like a pedestrian, you know, regular mm-hmm. Joe kind of thing. But then also... The military's right over there. Yeah, it's it was kind of confusing though. I don't know about you guys, but it 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 felt like two separate like scenes just mashed up together with that consulate and then with that little army base that was just kind of connected to it. When you say army base, you mean the old abandoned school. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Where all like the military guys are kind of hanging out and made it like a fortified kind of army structure kind of situation. Yeah, the operating base. Yeah, it, they were just chilling. It, it seemed a little weird just with... It seemed like just between that was a little village, and then all of a sudden there was a giant protest with a bunch of people. Maybe it was just me that kind of felt that way, but it did kind of feel like it wasn't that... But that blended of a, a, a scene, I guess, if that kind of makes sense. I mean, I absolutely hear you, Mo. If you look too hard at it, it makes no sense for the Swedish consulate and this guy, Klaus Strandberg, to be maybe 200 meters from the, the military general that's trying to overthrow the government. That makes, you know, very little sense. If you think about, you know, if you try and put this in the real world, there's often great distances that people have to travel in cars. But in the context of the game, I think <laughs> yeah. the world was fantastic. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed the, the aesthetic of the map. I enjoyed the, you know, the ways that you can engage with it. Um, I think the market was like a really great aspect, not only for like hiding and but for picking up different objects. Um, I, I thought it was a fantastic uh, environment to to be playing around in. Yeah, this was. Now that we've talked about it, I never thought of it as disjointed, but it almost does feel like two or three very, or at least two very different environments. I almost wonder if this was a, a level that was put together with like demo material or like, Hey, we started on this level and we brought this other piece in that feels a lot like Sweden. Cause it's the counts consulate. It looks like an Ikea on the inside. There's a TV studio as well. I didn't think of it as disjointed until Mo brought it up. I think you're just looking too hard at it. Yeah. Because in the moment it felt like one piece to you. That's fair. Yeah, I, I felt the same way as uh, Mike when I initially played it. Once again, this was the second time me playing this mission. And this time, I'm kind of maybe looking at things that a first playthrough you may not really notice or care about because you're kind of like looking at the objective, trying to figure out where to go. Everything's brand new. Seeing it for a second time and just kind of paying attention to other things besides the objective, that's kind of when I started getting that feeling. That's probably the only reason I did uh, bring it up in general. But regardless, like Mike said, and adding on to it, I I really like that like market area when you had to kind of sneak past regular people. You know you're up to no good. They don't know it, and you're kind of bumping through, hoping no one notices you doing anything fishy because you kind of become Hitman whenever you play this game. And running through people that don't know who you are kind of makes you feel a little bit kind of like bad and sneaky at the same time. It felt a lot like the original Assassin's Creed. Like all I remember yeah. is that initial demo where like he's pushing like the hand technology <laughs> where he's pushing through people. That's what I felt like playing this game. Really? Yeah. 
just this just, episode? Just the market piece. Because of the aesthetic. The, 100%. The, the, the market and how it reminded me of the first game. Because the first Assassin's Creed is based in Israel. Not sure. I'm not sure. I, my gut would have said Jerusalem or something along those lines. Yeah, so that that's the only thing that reminded me of that. Right. It's just I, like the market and then the pushing technology. Yeah, I totally see what you're reaching for. It kind of has that similar, like, get out of my way. Let me just kind of push someone away. The swimming motion that you're doing right now, Jacob. I kind of so, so it sounds like you both spent some time in the markets. Uh, I guess let's, let's jump to, you know, were you able to save Morocco from its military coup? Were you able to uh, have a successful uh, mission, Agent 47s? Yeah, uh, I'll start, I guess, with my approach to this level and kind of what I did. Um, as soon as you start off, you're starting off in that little market, the one we were just kind of talking about. And I made just a quick exploratory left turn and I overheard the first situation happening. It was, I feel like it was a, a father, or sorry, a son of an individual saying, Hey, my dad is upstairs. Something about him again. He has keys He's to the, the schoolmaster. Yes. Former headmaster of the yes, school. Exactly. Thanks for filling that in. It's the headmaster and he has access to the school. The school is where Reza, the army general's colonel guy, is being is kind of chilling out. The guy so, who's trying to plot this military coup. Exactly. So I jumped in, I climbed up the stairs, walked past the st- the sun, and I took him out grabbed his key <laughs> and I had the keys to the school. So that's essentially where I started off. I was able to get this key. Um, now this is where the kind of the adventure began. I, I knew I needed just from my previous playthrough. I knew I needed some kind of military outfit, some kind of way of getting past a bunch of guards. Cause they are blocking every entrance to my knowledge, at least of the school. So I kind of just did my little patrol to try to see where every entrance was, trying to find a way to get in. And eventually I find a way to sneak past the, one of the barriers into kind of like a store. The store was kind of a gate to the school. So as soon as I got into the store, I used the lucky dandy handy coin of magicness. And, <laughs> and I lured in one of the security guards into the store itself, took him out, boom. I had the key to the world and now I had the uniform of the world and I was an army soldier guy that was able to sneak past without anyone kind of giving me too much hassle. Interesting. Yeah. I, uh, I appreciate how you started with uh, the general. Oh, did you guys... I, did, even my initial playthrough, I started with the general. I never did the second one or the... the what, I can't remember. The Klaus, Klaus Strandberg. Yeah, did you I, believe that the general was going to be harder or easier than you, Klaus? You know what? I didn't. Did, I didn't go through that like any type of like calculation to try to figure out which one's going to be harder or not harder. What I did was I just naturally went to the like left hand side and saw the first like little hint as to how to approach level, and it was related to the school. And I just said, okay, I guess I'm going to be doing this person first. No other reason besides it was organically discovered, and that's the path I took both times when I played the game without anything else pushing me so once you had the military outfit uh by the way which military outfit did you have i had the, a basic soldier the one that was guarding the entrance to the entire like uh to, to any entrance to the school i had a basic soldier outfit um that i was wearing and i got it from one of the entrances because mike there are multiple level of military outfits with there this, are right? there are i will talk about my frustrating experience oh learning this uh, so Mo, after you, you know, acquired through peaceful means, I'm sure your your military outfit, uh, your disguise. What did you do from there? Uh, it guided me to the entrance that the key was going to be useful for. 
Um, this entrance is just a regular kind of doorway that was locked unless you had the key. So I used the key, unlocked it, and walked right in. And all I hear is, well done, 47. You've got it. <laughs> actually, to be fair, I think the wording was like, that was a lot easier than expected, 47. And it was because I had the key. So I walked into the military base. I think I hopped through a uh, window initially. No one even said a word. That was just like another crazy army soldier guy jumping through a window. <laughs> and that's when like the initial scan of the school was. I luckily kind of knew that the general was going to be patrolling around the entire place. So I had that sense. And I guess all NPCs in the game, especially the bad guys, usually do some kind of patrol or march. So I kind of decided to explore and see what I could do. As soon as I jumped through the window, though, uh, this specific window, I entered into like a ammo storage room i guess that's the best way to say it there was like, there was proximity mines there was like some kind of c4 like explosive there what was, there was ammunition there was a lot of stuff unguarded no well, there was other soldiers but i just looked like them so they didn't really give me any issues and i just grabbed it up picked it all up and i said <laughs> whoa we're about to have a party <laughs> um so initially what i did was i wanted to i knew i knowing this game and how it works i always wanted to like test every weapon before i use it because you never know like if it's going to be too loud if it's too obnoxious who's going to hear it and I, you I do a lot of save and reloading yeah especially after listening to you guys play the previous episodes i said i should be doing this more often just to kind of play around and see what's going on so like yes i absolutely did for episode three um so i dropped like a proximity mine and Sure enough, I was near the proximity. Boom, died. Restart the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I restarted the save, and I was like, okay, that's not going to be good. As soon as I drop it, I got to get out of that area. Um, another thing, too, they don't stick or anything. When you throw them, they're just kind of like dead objects, almost like a grenade. So you can, there's no like precision that you can kind of do. Like You don't drop it in one specific spot. Uh, You're throwing so you it in an area. you can't very specifically place it. You have to just make sure you aim it at the right spot. Exactly. Or so, like a claymore, stick it to the, the wall or something like that. You're, you're stuck with it wherever you throw it. Exactly. Right. And it rolls kind of weird. It's Because kind of, it's like a disc, so sometimes it will roll, sometimes it won't. And it never did what I wanted to. The other way I kind of experimented was I threw one. I threw a C4 packet to see if I can place it in a route that I knew the general might be coming around to. But if anyone sees it, they immediately get alerted and say, oh, what is this? And they get rid of it and they throw it away. So it becomes useless at that point. Like so, when they find any weapon on the ground. Like, it, let's say you take down a soldier and you yeah. don't pick up their weapon. Yeah. Hey, what's this weapon doing here? Yeah. Exactly. So there's a lot of, like, kind of playing around. This one took me quite a bit, I guess, just to kind of figure out my approach. And then I kind of was stumbling around in the school and there was this guy kind of tied up, almost like a prisoner. Uh, in a chair in like a You're right, Mo. He area. is the prisoner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I saw him and I said, "Okay." And I, I heard one of the hints saying, "Oh, the general is going to come talk to his prisoner eventually." So I said, "Okay, I know a direct path that the general is going to be going. Let me see what I can do." And eventually, after playing around and messing around, I was able to drop a C4 packet underneath the chair. <laughs> of the prisoner of the prisoner of the prisoner oh. and then i was able to walk around to a, a like a classroom like adjacent to the actual room where the prisoner was and there was like a little keyhole where you can kind of peek through and <laughs> so as soon as i saw the oh, general Mo. kind of yeah as soon as i saw the general like tiptoe in he's like all right he's here blah blah, blah. he kind of walked up to it clicked the c4 boom goes the dynamite and i took out both of them <laughs> 
And so I assume you got a non-target kill there. Absolutely. I'm going for zero stars here. <laughs> no, so, you pulled a Jacob on that. Yeah. yeah to be, I, I made it sound a little bit more smooth, I guess, than it was. There was a lot of like hit and miss, like dropping C4, getting caught, blowing up the wrong person, or the whole thing getting alerted. <laughs> like There was a lot of like kind of messing around. There was another time where I dropped one of the C4 packets in front of the general as he was walking. So he, it was in his line of sight once he started going down some stairs. And as soon as he saw it, he's immediately like, oh my God, what's going on? And he alerted the security guards. They all came and extracted it. And he went back into his little bunker to kind of be hidden. So what happened when you blew up the general and the prisoner? How did you escape? Were they looking for you? Unnoticed kill. Well done, Agent 47. So, um, wow. Cause I was not in the area. C4, it was just an explosion randomly. So the, I, I think I got like the suspicious alert or something like some, or something happened. So there's something going on, but, uh, no, it was, I just completely walked right out. No one was questioning me. No one was doing anything. I just avoided all the leader, like security guard police guys. Um, yeah. So that was Reza. What's his name? The Colonel General Zidane. Zidane. Yeah. So he was all done toast a little bit quicker. Than I was expecting, but because uh, I have, feel like I had trouble with it the first time I played through. But yeah, there he goes. Out goes Mr. And Reza. so after you c- killed the general, uh, what, what was your strategy to get our good boy Klaus? This one was, I feel, my easiest takedown in all of Hitman that I've played so far. Really? Um, 150%. Um, I maybe I don't, I'm not based off that answer, Jacob. I'm assuming you had some hard time, so hopefully I don't upset you too much by how smooth sailing <laughs> this was. Um, so because I had the military outfit, I just walked right into the base, no issues. I had all my weapons, nothing going on. No one had any problems with me entering into the little uh, Swedish embassy, and I overhear the little tip off saying, "Hey, the massage therapist is uh, in this building, and he's going to be taken out. He's going to be like meeting with." Klaus Strausberg. So I said, oh, beautiful. Let's find this guy. Uh, he eventually is put, like walking around in his path. He walks into this little kitchen area. Timing-wise, NPCs were in the perfect spot. No one was in the room. I strangle him real quick, <laughs> throw him in a bin, grab his uniform, and I say, oh, yeah, halfway to home. Oh, yeah, bud. <laughs> exactly. So I essentially, I take out take his Just uniform. Just feel. <laughs> exactly. I become the massage therapist and proceed with that little tip off. And I go to the front desk and say, hey, Klaus needs his massage. Call him. And they're like, okay. He's Hit gonna- me with that baby oil. Let's go, baby. <laughs> exactly. It's time right? to rub him down. KY, let's go. Hello. And here's Woo! where my panic attack almost started happening because I thought I was all clear, all smooth sailing. But then well, I, was like, I get Damn, prompt- I don't know how to give a massage. <laughs> yeah, I've exactly. never been intimate in my whole life. I am age 47. <laughs> Hey, no need for personal information. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, so uh, I essentially am patrolling, and uh, I, I find out that he's going to be waiting for me in the for like a upper floor. The upper floor is protected by security guards that kind of patch you down and make sure you have no weapons. I have C4, proximity <laughs> mines, <laughs> and pistols loaded all across me. So I said, okay, this is going to be a problem. So I go to the bathroom. I drop everything. but Right down the toilet. You had a dump in the bathroom. But here's a the weapon thing. dump. Here, here's the thing that kind of uh, like upset me. I thought I was stuck and I was going to have to restart the game. Because when you have C4, the actual trigger, like the button, that one you can't drop. 
it stays with you. So you could drop like the actual C4 itself, the proximity mines. And I was like, well, okay, well I have a C literally it's called a C4 trigger when they pat me down. Like, well, how can I explain this one? Like there's, I have no C4. So it's obviously somewhere. And I am walking around with the trigger. It's my jeopardy buzzer. I'm practicing for Alex. Yeah. But uh, bless the developers. They didn't have that as a trigger for when I went through the pat down, they kind of didn't notice it. So it's probably hidden in a place that shouldn't be hidden. And I was able to proceed to the massage table. Um, got right there. Klaus walks up, lays down. He's chatting about how many people are coming to kill him and twist to the neck. Bam. Goodbye, Mr. Klaus. As he's sleeping forever on the <laughs> massage table, I trolley along out the door. No one says anything. And I exit through one of the main gates to escape. Episode three, Metacash. Well done, Mo. Wow. It seems like you had a pretty straightforward, easy run through. It was, but at the same time, I was I did have a lot of like testing and playing through. So I, I would say altogether, maybe thirty minutes. Wow, that yeah. is that is fast. Yeah. Did you did you have any of the other opportunities show up, like uh, you know the cameraman or, or any of the uh, the other little bits that pop up? Um, I'm trying to think on my first playthrough. I don't remember this like the propaganda guy the, as well. Yeah, the printing press people. No, nothing. I, the only one, only alerts that popped up were initially the schoolmaster, where I got the key, the massage therapist, and the the interrogation of the the the, the bad guy that the general was going to be approaching. Besides that, I didn't really see any other ones in Marrakesh. Uh, so you did know that you did know the prisoner's backstory. I believe the the little like blurb did come up the intel did come right. up and gave okay. i did not know the prisoners i'm just no, like hey there's a guy it. he's tied up over there well i think that's a good transition jacob how did you tackle marrakesh oh boy okay so i started in the opposite way than mo so i started with uh klaus strandberg um in the consulate so what i did is i immediately started looking around and the first thread that i found was the reporter um, I said, uh, let's explore a little bit more. So I found the headmaster. So I went up, up to his bedroom. I killed, or rather, I, you know, put him to sleep. You, you just put, you put him to bed. I put him Give to him bed. a little nap. Bed, bed time. Just tucked him into a little dresser or, mm-hmm. or, or bunker somewhere. Just going to take your clothes, make sure you're yep. comfortable, That's and it. then going to go. Yep. So took the key, but went right, went right back to the reporter. When I did that, I realized that, cool, this cameraman, this cameraman is in the cafe. So what I did to get into the cafe was I found there was a back entrance. So with the back entrance, I literally just snuck into it. I had, you had to use a lock pick to get in. So with me, I took a lock pick and I tried to emulate Michael and I took poison with me. (laughs) That literally I, during the next, these uh, episode three and episode four, I was using the Michael strategy of (laughs) looking at every possible weapon I could bring in. That would be strategically perfect and not taking out the standard issue kit that they always give you. And I yeah. had way more fun. So if anyone's playing this yes. game, change it up, pick, pick up some other stuff and see what you can do. I didn't use the poison, but I considered it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, ended up with it up. A, I ended up with a zero score, but still. <laughs> uh, so, so I went, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Go, go ahead. I go went ahead. into the cafe and I realized that the camera guy was just in this hookah bar. Who's, he's in this hookah lounge yes. and he's just hanging out. And they don't know what the cameraman looks like, exactly. fortunately. So I can just become the cameraman. And apparently he's a real slacker. Mm-hmm. A real slacker. Just like me, <laughs> Agent 47, a.k.a. Jacob. Real bad. Um, so I wanted to be like Mike. Uh, not like the movie, but like Mike Ruffalo. Uh-huh. And I wanted to poison someone. <laughs> so, so I had the, the lethal poison. 
So I decided instead of waiting until Klaus Strandberg, I would use this poison on the cameraman. But he he didn't do anything to you. Nope. He's also, not even a target. Also, he was out in the open for most of the time. Oh, no. <laughs> so I just walked right up to the cameraman <laughs> <laughs> and put some poison in his neck. Just bleh. And he just dropped to the ground. And there was about two or three soldiers around me that go, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> I so, wonder why they had an issue with you just randomly walking up and stabbing someone with a needle. Yeah, did, did, I wonder. Did they like was the game like alerted? Did you end the mission? Like what happened there? Like when the soldiers saw you, or was it just like a suspicious and you ran away? No, did they, they started sh- shooting at me. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so I went full. So at this point, I was in a waiter's costume. So I went full. Whoa, how'd you get the waiter's costume? So when you sneak into the back, there are there's a waiter in the back ah. next to a very conveniently placed freezer. Yes. So I just put the waiter in. You the put freezer. two and two together, and you made four. I did. Waiter freezer. Let's <laughs> do it. So I was in a waiter's uniform. So I pulled out my silence pistol. And I just, I think I shot... Like Jacob is one to do. I had five non-player kills in this one. That's better than last time. Better than 20. Look how supportive Michael is. At least he didn't kill 20 people. That's what he's saying. So I think I quickly killed uh, at least four, I think, no, I killed five people in that cafe and like took the uniform from the camera guy and walked out. You just scrubbed it. You're a cleaner. They're like, there will be no witnesses, even though this is not the person I am intending it's to like kill. It's like Mike from Breaking Bad. I <laughs> yeah. had my my head shaved, and I just killed everyone and walked away. Oh, boy. So I walked out, and I had to go into the Swedish consulate. So at that point, could have no more explosives, could have... Just and you're like, wearing no. the cameraman's... I'm wearing the cameraman's uniform, right. and I'm with the reporter and the producer. like this. So I'm walking in, I had to get rid of my gun. All I had was my gun, so I got rid of it walk into the consulate and they set up an interview with klaus strandberg so at that point there are multiple opportunities there's an opportunity to put explosives in the camera i didn't have explosives uh, they also say hey producer guy is that something you could bring in yes if ah. you, I, I don't know if you can bring it in or i don't know if you could find it but there is an opportunity to put explosives in the camera gotcha yeah you, yes. can, you can bring them in like I, maybe it's because I played the mission before and you can like change your like set you know how you bring in the needle I have yeah. the option to bring in proximity mines or C4 anywhere because I've already beat this mission or I might have completed a task beforehand so yes it is possible that but see a there's a metal detector right outside so I, yep. I didn't realize that like oh I'm not going to get patted down because I don't think I got patted down unless you go upstairs in the consulate but like, I figured, oh, this metal detector is going to go off if I just pull in my explosives. So I just got rid of everything. Mm-hmm. So missed the opportunity to make him go boom. Uh, <laughs> but then they're like, why don't you go up and fix the lights? So I'm like, great. I'm going to be able to drop some lights or something on him. Uh, so there's a, this giant moose. And Mike's nodding really aggressively. I feel like I know what he did. There's this big moose right okay. over top of the interview that's happening. And I thought, cool. If I had my gun, I could shoot this. Maybe there's a switch or something. I couldn't for the life of me find the switch. It was in the control booth. I didn't realize that till later. But I'm like, I don't know how to get rid of this moose. So I just let the interview lapse. I let the interview finish. I let Klaus go away. I heard about the masseuse, like Mo. I couldn't figure it out. And I just, I didn't know what to do. So I think what I ended up doing is I um, went into the masseuse's room. And in that room was just a single guard sitting in a chair. So I had a hammer and I just threw it at his head. <laughs> you Kobe'd it. I Kobe and I just threw it at his head and took the guard's uniform. So at that did, point... Did he notice that you just 
knocked him in the face with a hammer? Or? I, I, I'm sure you noticed right before I Kobe'd him in the face. Gotcha. Yes, but was but he facing you? He was. He, I think he was like sleeping or at least slumped in a chair. Okay. Um, but it was way too fast. Gotcha. It just happened, and he was like, "What do you do?" Hey! Right. So there, there was or was not a witness. Actually, you know what? You had many witnesses before, and you disposed of them in kind. Yeah, I got rid of them, uh, <laughs> just like I got rid of this man. So I took his uniform, and I followed Klaus, because Klaus has a, once the interview's done, he has a very circular pattern where he's on his cell phone in the upper floors. Mm-hmm. So at one point, he goes into an office where he's alone. Um, but one, there's one person that knows all the guards, so you have to be very careful about not alerting this person. So the way I got around it is I waited until this guard that knew me walked through the door and I got frisked at the exact same time that this guard walked through the door. Ooh. And because of the way the AI worked, I don't know if I was invisible, but he just walked right by as I was getting frisked. So in, in this private office where you need to get frisked to go in, I'm alone with Klaus. So I took out a screwdriver and I threw it at his face. <laughs> The Jacob McCourt method. The Jacob McCourt method. The yeah. McCourt method. Yes, Mo. I, I just want to explain to our listeners how content you look in the face that you're making when you're like, I beat the system. I'm going to start this little play sequence where I'm going to be frisked and you can't get detected. And the NPC is going to tip top along and not notice me. And I'm going to win this game without actually playing it. <laughs> Jacob. <laughs> Did I look more satisfied at the screwdriver part or the part where I beat the game? The sheer joy on your face when you said, and I pulled out a screwdriver. <laughs> I love I knew exactly where you were going when you pulled out the screwdriver. Mm-hmm. So I left the body on the ground. Yes. Uh, but I walked out. People were suspicious, but I walked right out. Okay. So that's how I beat Klaus. That's Strander. how you got Klaus. Oh my God. So now that's I- how I got Klaus. No, I can't wait to see how you... If you'd use that method, I want to see how you got into that school, the Army Fortress school. So I started looking around again, and my playthrough of you this was... You needed to find more screwdrivers, obviously. Of course. I actually went to Bricks later on, but we'll get there. Did you hide Klaus, or... No. No, you just left him. I just left him. You just left him. Okay. I had a zero score, so yeah, I left him. Of course, him. yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I started walking around. My playthrough of this was an hour. So just to show okay. you that like, I took a long time and... like didn't get much accomplished but i went and i found the propaganda group so this group of people and they're putting posters that are supposedly supporting zaydan but really they're just there to destabilize things Mm -hmm. uh so what you're told is that you can actually take the costume of one of the propaganda guys so what i did was made sure that one of them was by himself he at one point goes into a corner i don't know if it's take a cell phone call or whatever but he goes into a corner Unfortunately, there was a woman in the same corner as him. Oh, boy. So I had to... <laughs> oh, my gosh. Put both of them, I had to put both of them to sleep. Did you put them to sleep or did you... I put them to sleep. Okay, hey. I, I think I used a brick on one of them and yes. then I just like choked out the other yes. one. Um, at that point, I was, again, very suspicious. Uh, I was compromised. So I, I actually grabbed the propaganda guy's costume. Uh, or I think what I did was... I waited till everything died down, and then I went back and I got his costume. Gotcha. And by then, the, the routine just lets you go into the school, which is what I did. So I went in as the propaganda person into the school. And so they, they just don't question you nope. when you're wearing the propaganda stuff. Nope. You just walk into the school, no problem. I clean, and then I become someone else. That, gotcha. that is my whole strategy in this level. Okay, so you're now a propagandist. Yeah, wearing you know covering your face, I imagine. Uh huh. 
uh, you've walked into the school. Uh-huh. The target's in front of you. Uh-huh. How did you get to him? How did you clean him? How did you get out? So uh, this compound is really strange because it's an abandoned school, and I have a key to get in everywhere. But there's like a w- on one side there's of not the that building. Many doors. Sorry. There's not that many doors in the school that are locked. No, there aren't many. Which made me, you know, not to skip ahead, but why do I need this key if everything's open? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the key was just to get in that one path. But Mike's right. There was, like, lots of non-existent doors and pathways. It kind of seemed, like, weird that that was a step to gain access to something that has ultimate access. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, there was a, a stairwell, and this is kind of how I got an elite an elite uniform, was there's a stairwell that, like, it isn't finished, and you can actually climb into another room. Oh. Yes. So what I did was I climbed into that other room and waited until there was only a single elite soldier in that room, and I took him out and took his uniform. Right. Again, not hiding the body. I just, like, at this point, it's just, like, blatant disregard. Just, like, (laughs) let's go. Let's get this done. Let's go. So took the elite uniform, and I, like Mo, uh, not, well, not quite like Mo, but I went into the room where they were questioning um, uh, someone that they had tied up, a hostage, Mm -hmm. and I just, as an elite guy you can just kind of walk wherever you want so i walked into that room and there were two guys in that room so i threw sharp objects at zaydan (laughs) and his guard and then walked right out and so obviously notice kills obviously notice kills uh no uh bodies were found yeah bodies were found uh recordings uh, notice kills, non-player kills, or five of them. Uh, <laughs> one hour gameplay. So, can you take a stab at what my score was? I'm gonna look. It's unfair because I know I've seen the leaderboards. Yeah, what's the score? Oh, you want to guess? Mm, I have no idea. It's a number close to one, but not quite one. <laughs> uh, zero. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my score. Wow. But I'm very curious to to see how you did, Mike, because I looked at the leaderboard right before we recorded uh-huh. this, and your playthrough was pretty impressive. Was it? Your playthroughs in general are very impressive. The handcrafted killer himself, <laughs> Mike Ruffalo. Is, is this my new handle, my new tag? Yes. And th- this is why you're the anchor. This is why we always have you go last in these Hitman <laughs> series, because we know it's going to be magnificent. Because Mo comes with, like, you know, either amazing or, like... Fine. Brute force. <laughs> and then I just do disaster. I'm a little right. squirrel yeah. with my You just like killing people. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, ooh, sharp object. There's people in this room. They should, must die. You should call me the screwdriver because. <laughs> Yo, that's managed, a great nickname. I managed to drive the screw right into every we mission. You just need to change your drink of choice and you, are, you will be the screwdriver. Oh, boy. Um, the handcrafted killer, please walk us through what you did. So, Moe's instinct when he was dropped in, in the in the level is to go left and my instinct was to go right and so i walk through a very crowded market and everyone's watching tv watching the riots that are happening literally a hundred meters from where they were um which i've just find amazing that they're watching the tv when they could just go watch the riots and the protests and so I continue to walk along, and I see all of these different ways to blend in. I start picking up Dr. Pop cans. I pick up screwdrivers. I pick up wrenches. Um, and then I walk over, and I see in the corner, that is where the sniper rifle that I've smuggled in is. And Oof. right next to it is a guard. And I'm like, okay, this is very interesting because there's a corner here, and 
there's a guard and I clearly need to get his uniform, but there are people in this alleyway. So I just need to wait until I can find that moment where I can just pull him back because there's a dumpster there, put him in the dumpster. And so I'm sitting there waiting for the opportunity and he walks up and down this alleyway and there is no good opportunity that's, that's approaching. And I probably saved reloaded a million times trying to get this kill at the exact perfect timing. And uh, so I get a little bit antsy and I realize there's a telephone booth here and I have a screwdriver and it says, why don't you just tamper with the telephone? And I was like, that seems like an all right idea. So I tamper with the telephone only later to find out the real consequences of it. And so I, I decide, okay, I'm going to start throwing things, start throwing wrenches, start throwing <laughs> screwdrivers, start Kobe. throwing things to, yeah, start doing Kobe. Just just luring with with audio breadcrumbs this soldier back into this little corner. And finally, I get this moment where he's like, what are you doing? And I slip behind him, and I knock him out, and I put him to bed inside a nice little dumpster. <laughs> and I take his uniform, and I'm feeling great. Because now I've got a soldier's uniform, and no one thinks twice about this guy walking around with a sniper rifle on his back. I'm like, killer. This is amazing. Okay, I'm walking around with my sniper. I'm like, I need to find some high ground. And so I'm walking around, and I stumble into the printing press guys who are being overseen by a soldier. I'm like, okay, well, I could take one of their outfits to to try and, you know, advance the mission. But there's a soldier here looking, and there's a couple of these guys, and they don't seem to be separating. And so I continue to walk around. I find more Dr. Pop cans. I find more items. I go through the market. I'm like, okay, maybe there's some things at the market that I can do. Maybe opportunities there. And I find scissors and I find other items and I'm just stacked. I've just got every item you can imagine. And so I walk a little bit more and I, I hear the opportunity with the, uh, with the cameraman and they're like, God, oh, this guy's, you know, he's just the worst. He's, he's such a, such a slacker. I'm like, fantastic. Okay. They don't know what this guy looks like. He's going to make a lot of money off of this. They need him. There's no one else that can do it. Here, here's an opportunity. So you abandoned your soldier's uniform and your sniper rifle. I didn't. I just ended up walking around picking up all of these different opportunities. And so <laughs> I continued. I was like, I can't find this hookah bar that this guy's supposed to be stashed at. Does, does that give you like points if you just discover opportunities? It does. Oh, it really does. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Yes. So I discover all of these opportunities and... Um, I can't find the hookah bar where the guy is. So I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to stick to my plan of sniping someone from a distance. Uh, in my mind, I have this romantic vision of sniping Klaus Strandberg across the map oh, while he's standing in a window oh, in the consulate and them just not knowing what happened. Right? Like, that's just this magnificent vision that I have of how I want to get this kill. Uh, and, you know, a very sim- similar snipe I'm hoping for Zaydan. And so I continue to walk around. I pick up all of these different opportunities. I pick up the prisoner. I pick up uh, the son whose father was a headmaster. I'm like, "Ah, might as well go up and get the key. Uh, So I go up there and get the key. And I realize, oh, there's not a bad vantage point here. And I realize, okay, there is some verticality to this. And so after a long time of just picking up every item that is on the ground (laughs) and collecting everything there is and finding every opportunity, I'm like, okay, I think I'm ready. And I start approaching the school because, hey, I've got every item there is. I'm dressed as a soldier. 
And the soldiers say, what do you think you're doing? You're not getting in here. And that's when I realized there are two types of soldiers' uniforms. (laughs) There is a low-level soldier who's just supposed to be hanging out at the consulate and is apparently walking around, you know, the streets of Marrakesh. Uh, But there is also an elite-level soldier that has access to pretty much anywhere you would want to go. And so I was extremely frustrated that I'd spent all of this time looking around, setting up this magnificent kill in my mind, only to be realizing that I have this low-level soldier and not the high-level soldier. So I I do some mental backtracking. Like, where is this high-level soldier? What do they look like, the the like low level versus the high level? Because I just essentially grabbed the first guy, and I don't know what that would look like. <laughs> so the low level soldiers have just you know the the camo, the tan camo, right? And yep. the high level soldiers have that tan camo with these black, I guess, ammo packs essentially on them. Uh, that they, they look a little bit more kitted out, and so they look like they're ready for some serious combat, or at least a little bit more serious than than what the low low level soldiers are. So I circle back. I find a guy. He he was walking up and down this corridor by a Dr. Pop machine. And there was a puddle that I could have electrocuted him with. And I kept saying to myself, I want to get through this with no non-target kills. That's what I'm going to do. And so I, I, I don't electrocute him. And I lure him into a corner. And I knock him out. I put him to sleep. I put him in a dumpster. <laughs> I take his uniform. I'm like, finally, I've got the thing that I need. I have all the things. All the things. There's no thing in this game that I do not <laughs> have right now. And so I walk over to uh, some, you know, the, the high-level area. Uh, and I realize, okay, now I need to get Klaus Strandberg or Zaydan in an area where I can snipe them. And I'm like, okay, this isn't quite working. No matter where I go, I can't get a good view of the consulate or the school. I had this really cinematic view of how I wanted to, to, to get this kill. And so I'm like, okay, I can't, I can't do this. So let me just see if I can go into the consulate and lure Klaus Strandberg out. And so I, I go into the consulate and surprisingly, no one stops me. They're just letting this guy with a sniper rifle walk casually through. And even though no other soldier has a sniper I do, and, and they have no problem with that. And so I get into the console, and I'm like, damn, okay, how do I get this guy outside? And I realize it's as simple as pulling the fire alarm. And when you pull the fire alarm, they put Klaus, Klaus Strandberg in, uh, in like lockdown mode. And they, they're like, okay, we got to get him out of the consulate. So there's an underground passage that they run him through right outside into essentially like one of the coffee shops. In, in the middle of the Marrakesh markets. Wow. And they surround him with soldiers. And so I'm like, perfect. He's now out of the consulate. I've now got my opportunity. And so I go there and I'm like, okay, I, I can't kill him here. Mostly because I want my cinematic kill. Yep. And I need to figure out what happens next. And so I realize if you let him continue his path now that he's out of the embassy he will meet up with Zaydan in the courtyard outside no. of the school. And they what? will just have this little chat. They'll just sit there having a conversation two feet from each other. No. That, you know, if you want, you might be able to stand at a vantage point and snipe. No. Mo, you have... You have... Do you, what, if, if you're leading us towards the fact 
that you did that collateral damage modern warfare achievement where you <laughs> shoot two people with one bullet. This this the series is over. We're not we can't even we shouldn't play any more episodes. This is done. This is the peak. This is the peak of greatness. Continue. Well, <laughs> what I will say is that if you've watched uh, the vods of my stream of this, it did not go quite as planned. Thank goodness. <laughs> A few. So so I I end up realizing that they're going to have this conversation just outside the the school and then they're both going to go inside and Klaus is going to hide inside the school. And so I'm like, okay, I find my vantage point. I'm able to look down and hallelujah, there is a propane tank like two feet from them. And I'm like, okay, this is how I kill both of them. I've, I, I got up there and I shot the propane tank and it was, damn, it ends up killing some of the soldiers next to them. And I was like, I need to get through this with zero non-target kills. But it killed both of them, the propane It did. kills both of them, no problem. But it also kills a bunch of non-targets. Man, I would have walked away right there. <laughs> like, this is so good. This is 90%. Yeah. Great. And so I was like, okay, I need to figure out a way to do this with zero non-targets killed and still escape. And I thought, okay, well, I'm a good distance away and I'm pretty high and there's no way anyone's going to see me. So what if I just quickly snipe both of them in the head? And so I do this. I snipe both of them in the head. And then what ends up happening is, for some reason, these soldiers have very good vision and are able to see that you're up there. And they just start unloading every bullet that they have. And so I pull a full Jacob. And I just start throwing C4. And I start throwing every (laughs) knife and scissor that I have. And from a distance, I'm just yelling, Kobe! (laughs) Just, Just nailing people in the head with screwdrivers and knives and scissors and... And everything. And I think I probably killed every soldier until I got to the point where, I, okay, I need to get through with zero non-target I've had kills. my fun. I've had my fun. I've, had, I've experienced I've, the other side. I've been this there. This is how the screwdriver lives. Yes, exactly. So, Jacob, I am familiar with the pleasure that you have in, in chucking screwdrivers at people's temples. Can you see my face right I now? I can see. You're pretty giddy. Do I look weirdly satisfied? <laughs> am I a murderer? Go on. Yeah, he's like, essentially, he's like, I've tasted your uh, your sweet victory. Now I can definitely say I understand. But <laughs> it tastes like vodka and orange juice. I do not blame you for the path that you've chosen. I do understand its vices and pleasures. So good. Um, but I was still on my route of being the most authentic Agent 47 I could and being true to form. And so I realized, okay, here's just a good opportunity to be in my soldier's uniform, blend in nearby, and as they move into the school, perfect opportunity. So I follow them into the school, and you have this perfect moment where there are no soldiers around, and they are lined up. And I tried to do what Mo was suggesting at earlier, of taking out my silenced pistol and killing two with one bullet. Mm-hmm. You know, hoping that the bullet would go through Stramberg's head and into Zaydan's, but alas, it does not. And the more bullets that you shoot in this confined space, the more attention you, you get. And so that's not ultimately what I ended up doing. And so I spent a lot of time scouring the school, learning it ins and outs. I master Zaydan's path, and I realized there's one room that he is going to have a conversation with one of his underlings in, but he waits there for about 10, 15 seconds before the underling comes in. And conveniently there's a little closet nearby so i hide in the closet and he comes into the room and i hide behind the desk that he's at and then i choke him out and i quickly put him in the closet 
And then his underling comes in and he's like, huh, I wonder where my buddy Zaydan is. And I'm like, that's a good question. I wonder where he is because I do not know. This is a person that has no idea where the general is. He is definitely not in that closet he's over in the there. Closet. Yeah, with his neck snapped. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was able to kill Zaydan. And conveniently, Klaus Strasberg or Strandberg is also in this same complex now. Uh, but unfortunately, there's one guard guarding the door. I'm like, damn, okay, how do I get this guard away? And I realize this guard gently turns himself to different angles, different sides. So I was able to sneak behind him, get into the room, knock Klaus over the head, and snap his neck and hide him behind a hookah. And and then I just, you know, I casually walked out as quick as I could. And that was my mission. I was able to get quite a few opportunities collected. I had my fun sniping propane tanks. Sniping people in the head, yelling Kobe as I launched <laughs> scissors into people's foreheads. It was a great time. I had a great experience in Marrakesh. Uh, 10 out of 10 would recommend. No notice kills, no bodies, no recordings, one non-player kill, 48 minutes. Wow. Was that me? That's you. I have one non-player kill? You had one non-player kill on the leaderboard. No way. Yeah, you did. Oh, that's why I got a lower score. I need to go back and do it then. Yeah. Oh, oh, I totally Is forgot. Is it the phone? It's the phone. Yeah. You, you I, teased I set it up. I yeah. set it up, but I forgot to, to Well, here to you go, buddy. Yeah. So, mind you, what ended up happening was I got about, about to the end where I killed one and not the other, and I get a notification that a body, someone had been killed and a body was found. And I was so very upset. This said no bodies, so like someone did get killed. Okay. But well, still. I did end up reloading, okay. trying to find a spot where, where that wouldn't happen. I think I just ended up moving a little faster. What was the star rating? I got three stars on that one. Wow, okay. Still, so there's, still pretty there's good. definitely room for improvement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, one last thing. Uh, did any of you guys destroy security tapes? Repeat it. Did any of you guys destroy your like security surveillance tapes at all? Mike had no recordings. I don't think I did, but I also don't know. Yeah, I don't believe I did, but I might have. Where were they? Did you destroy them? I never really do, and I think that's like a hindrance for my star ratings. I never do that, and I never get max stars. I mean, uh, I oh, wondering, you, know where, you know where they are? I think they're in the consulate, and I think they're in the guard rooms. Um, there's a, an intricate underground area in the consulate. I don't know if you guys had a chance to explore. Yes, no. yes. I, I, accidentally, no I accidentally went into it and got booked. And yeah, just... and there are some guards in there that are very tightly, uh, tightly spaced and are tough to get around. Um, but but I think that's also where you go to destroy the recording. So yeah, I did do that. I just did it much earlier. So I don't know if we can top that, uh, but I guess we'll see in the next episode. That we take on. Hint, hint. I end up throwing a lot of Dr. Pop at people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, the next one is pretty good. This one was pretty good, too, though. Yeah. So next week, we'll be off to Bangkok. Um, but until then, uh, if people want to find you on the Internet, Michael Ruffalo, where can they do so? You can find me at Ruffalo M on most places online. Uh, you can go to MichaelRuffalo.com to find my uh, online professional uh, presence, or you can Watch me on Twitch, play through some of these episodes, twitch.com slash RuffaloM. But most importantly, you can hop in our Discord. You can find a link on our website, leftbehindgameclub.com, where we are talking about each episode as they happen. 
and and you're streaming them, and people are really enjoying your stream. So I, I appreciate that I, you're doing that. It was great. Travis came in, and we hung out as I tried on different clothes, <laughs> put some people in freezers, and got rid of a spoiled brat. Mo, if people want to find you on the internet, where can they do so? Uh, you can find me at Emmertadi on all social media platforms, as well as Emmertadi.com. And you can find me on the internet at Jacob McCourt or at JacobMcCourt.com. Mike, what do we say to him? And that's one less episode left behind.